begins, Kedoshim to you, Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem. You should be holy, because I am holy, says Hashem. And everybody asks, what does it mean to be holy? And everybody has their suggestion, of course. The Ramban says, you know, be parosh, don't have self-control, can't, don't just eat and drink everything, that's, even if it's permitted, don't eat it, that's holiness, and others connected specifically to, to sexuality has a lot to do with holiness. The Shlomo has his own unique way of talking about what does it mean to be holy. So let's see. We always say Hashem is holy. Why is Hashem holy? What does that mean? Because he's always there. Almost says to be holy is to be present, to be completely there. Hashem is always there. You go to the street, you see an ani that's about to die from hunger. You're looking, looking for a dollar for him. What happens at the hotel? You know, somebody asks for a shekel. You go, you're gonna find it. I'm gonna give it to him. But imagine a different situation. Somebody's hungry, and you immediately give him a buck. When you can immediately do something when you're ready for it, that's holy. Let's say you call a friend and they say, hey, can you do me a favor? And he says, uh, depends. depends what favor. You tell him what the, what the favor is. He says, sure, I'll do it. That's a good friend. You say, hey, can you do me a favor? And he says, sure, no problem, whatever, whatever you want. That's a holy friend. A holy friend is someone who's always ready. He's always totally connected. He's always just there. When you get married, you say, you are Mikudeshet, you're holy to me. Ma perish liot kadoshim zelzeh. What does it mean to be holy to one another? Liot prushim, to be separate? Like the Ramban said, no. Imatem ratim liot prushim zelzeh, at the end, tzerachet chabad. You want to be separate, don't get married. Pashut tishmur mecha, just get away from each other. Liot kadosh, perishot liot muchan tamid avor zelzeh. To be holy, means to always be ready to be there for the other person. So when I'm getting married, I'm saying, I'm always ready. doesn't matter if I'm in the mood, doesn't matter what, I'm ready to be there for you. So it's a very interesting way of defining it. I've never heard anyone before Rav Shlomo define it in this way. According to Rav Shlomo, it seems like Kadosh is to be present, to be ready to be there for the other, to be connected to the other in all situations. Hashem is Kadosh because He's always connected to us. And for us to be a holy people, according to Shlomo, doesn't just mean to be, um, I don't know, separate, different people, to not eat too much. For Shlomo, it means to be connected, to be present, be ready, right? to be ready to be connected to another person. So... I was, and I'll just add one more thought because I'm just processing this with you guys. Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh. What Shabbos about? It's about being present, about being connected to each other, about being really one with Hashem and Tefillah and one with Hashem, one with each other. So that's a thought. It's a beautiful Shlomo thought about being Kedoshim. Any, what do you guys think? Any, uh, what, is it, what does it mean to you? What does it, what does it do, do to you guys? Or anything, anything. Uh, what are you feeling? It's all good. What do you think, Ari? Any, uh... I second what he said. Second. To be holy people. Be there for each other. To be present for each other. To be present with every word of tefillah. Be present uh, and uh, connected. In a beautiful night.
Thank you guys so much. You know, when it comes to some mitzvahs, only the Hasidim and the Mekubalim say the L'Shem Yechud. For Shabbat. Ah, yeah, yeah. L'Shem Yechud, the bracha before. Right. The preparation before. Yeah, who does the Hasidim in there? For, for example, you take a Kiddush. Who's going to say the L'Shem Yechud before Kiddush? Eh, people in Nachlaot and uh, Hasidim and people who want to make something holy out of it. Sorry, before Kiddush or Kaddish? Kiddush, Kiddush. The mitzvah. For any mitzvah. For any mitzvah. Mekubalim, Kabbalists, say this, L'shem Yuchud. The same bracha you say before, you say the bracha for the Omer. Right, the same way that they, before Svirata Omer, we have a L'shem Yuchud. And before Tefillin? So, there's a L'shem Yuchud before Tefillin. Not exactly the same, for, for the Omer. Exactly the same but it's the same idea, that there's, some, there's a special preparatory pre- prayer. One more thing, but it's the same content. It's, it's same not thing. exactly the same. It's the same general idea. Okay, fine. Yeah. Of unifying God's oh, name, yeah. at every mitzvah we're unifying God's name. What that means exactly, I'm not. A, I'm not a mystic, so you know I don't know. But that's it's a holy thing. It's a holy thing, and it prepares you to do the mitzvah. Okay. Fine, but so what I'm saying is, when it comes to kiddush, when it comes to tefillin, when it comes to tzitzis, when it comes to almost any other mitzvah, it's only mukabalim. There's one mitzvah that, for some interesting reason. Not everyone, but almost everyone. Says the Lashem Yuchud. Right? And that is Svirat Omer. Yeah. Right? You go to the most misnagged place in the world, the Israeli guys, so it's fascinating. Like, why is that, that of all the mitzvahs in Judaism, why only this mitzvah, Svirat Omer, is, uh, is, did all of Amishel take upon himself to do it? So that's, that's my question. Okay? To make the question even a little stronger, um, the, the, the Lushen we use is even a machlokis in the Lashen Yochat. Why? Because we say, I'm ready to do the mitzvah of like it's written in the Torah, and you shall count for yourself uh, from the Omer often. The problem is that that's only according to the Rambam and a few poskim that when we count Sefirot Omer nowadays, we are fulfilling the biblical mitzvah. According to most poskim, it's uh, only rabbinical mitzvah because we don't have a Beit Midash, we don't have Omer. So we're doing a tizkoiris. We're doing a reminder of what the Sefirot Omer used to be. So it's a rabbinical mitzvah. But the language we use seems to imply that it's a biblical mitzvah. Okay, it's not the end of the world. You could say we're relying upon the Rambam, or you could say, okay, so not everyone holds of it, but but it's 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 funny. It just adds to the question a little bit that we're doing it on a rabbinical mitzvah, probably not even filling, not even sits. Why do we do suddenly all of Am Yisrael is nowhere to do the Hindu to prepare ourselves to do the mitzvah, but only by Shiras Omer this rabbinical mitzvah according to most posts. Okay, by the way, this idea that it's uh, rabbinical is very important halachically. Why? Because what happens if you forget to count spheres? Um, well, let's say I put it. Let's say you're not sure whether you count it or not. So should you recount or not? Well, it's a mit- it's it's a mitzvah derabanan, and since it's mitzvah derabanan, we would say lekula, because we don't want you to uh, say God's name in vain. So we might say better not to count. However. That's in terms of the bracha, but in terms of the counting itself, you don't lose anything by counting, so we will tell you to keep counting. But we will tell you not to say the bracha, mm-hmm. because it's only a durabonin. Uh, it's probably, we pass them, it's only a durabonin uh, obligation to count for your assignment. So if you're in a suffix situation, we say better not to, with a bracha at least. <coughs> Fine, we will get back more, more to that. But anyways, I want to go back to that, that question of why. Why do we think we, all of Ami Sarah is taking upon himself to do Hindu Mukhan Bazum and Pais Yerasomer, and not something else? So what do you guys think? Any uh, any thoughts as to why we do the him? Why we're so careful about the him nimuchan zuman for sphere assignment? Well, if you miss one and the whole thing is not together. Okay. So what? So well, why should saying, I have to do the him nimuchan zuman if you miss one? What about the him nimuchan zuman? Shame you. The preparatory prayer. I mean, what? Fine, so if you miss one, so you're saying like it's, be in other words, it's like we got to be extra careful yeah. not to miss one thing. Yes. It's like related to the fact that we don't even want to miss one day, 
We also do, we want to be very very careful, and so we because if yeah, let's say in the morning you you don't, if you don't put on uh, talik for some reason, you can put on the next day. Right, but here, by the way, once you've already mentioned it, I have to go on a little bit of a tangent about that. Okay, and tell you something that I think a lot of people don't know, which is that it's not really so true. In what sense? There is a machlokus about whether Svir Saomer is a big 49-part mitzvah. And that is the opinion of the Bahag. And paskins, that if you miss one day, you missed it, you're out, because, you know, the whole point is, it's like a chain, is you missed it. And therefore, you, don't, you, you can't count anymore. That's his opinion. But the Rabbeinu Tam, the Ritva, and the Rush, big, big rabbis, all disagree. And they say, no, every day is its own mitzvah. It's, it's every day I have a mitzvah to yearn that, that it should be Shavuos. So, okay, I missed yesterday. So what? Today's a new day. You know, there's like, imagine like, uh, you, you say animamin every day after davening. You're yearning for the basin, you're yearning for Mashiach. So I forgot yesterday. Okay, so what I say? I shouldn't say animamin today. No, there's 49 separate <coughs> mitzvahs. Okay? So it's a machlokes. So Shulchan Aruch says, since it's a machlokes, keep counting. Because most of the posts can say it's a, it's a mitzvah every single day. But since there's a Bahag's opinion, and he's such a big rabbi, we're going to respect the Bahag. And we're going to say, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to, what's it called? We're, we're not going to count with a brach. So rather you have the chazan you, or have your friend you. you don't want to say Hashem's name in vain. Uh, so that, if you miss the day, so we compromise. But the essential opinion we possibly like is that every day is its own separate mitzvah. Not that it's, that you missed it, you're out. Mm. We just want to be machmir so we don't say Hashem's name. Okay. Even, yeah, it's really, people don't know that. But you want to be machmir so you don't say Hashem's name? This is if you miss a day. But you still but you count. You still count. Yeah, right. But don't think, oh, I missed it, I'm out. Because most opinions say you actually have an obligation every single night. Mm. Count. So even if I miss 20 days. Oh, uh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Day 21. Count, I just without a today. Without a brach. Without the shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forget nothing else out of coming here tonight. That's a really interesting chiddush uh, that a lot of people... Uh, people just stop. Okay. Yeah, that, exactly. I, I missed it. Forget it. It's yeah. over. Well, well, there's a lot to it because the, uh, this idea that if someone misses in the nighttime and the count of the day without a bracha... Also sounds like a com- my understanding. It sounds almost like a compromise. Exactly, it is a compromise because we have the Bahag's opinion, we yeah. have the other three opinions. So the Shulchanach says, you know what? We don't want to take a chance, so we'll compromise and you'll count, but without saying a Shulchanach, just have somebody else be your team. But usually in halacha, you don't have a compromise. It's an interesting point. Um, sometimes, but you know, sometimes, yeah. but uh, it happens more often than than, than we would naturally think. Oh yeah, okay. So the can be, uh, the classic example. No, I heard the mezuzah. Is the mezuzah, right? Exactly, right. But that's shalom bias. That's one right, idea. Right. And, and isn't that just the Ashkenazim? Not the right. Spartan. Ashkenazim say shalom bias is compromise. Spartan say do it my way. Mezuzah. <laughs> mezuzah. Mezuzah. The, the Spartan do it straight. Ashkenazim tilted a little. Yeah. Why? Because there's a machlokas. Also, Rebbeinu Tam and others. Rebbeinu Tam hold you, you do it like this vertically and um, horizontally. Is this way. Anyways, so since it's a, there's an opinion like this, an opinion like this, so they're a little bit curved. So we say it's like compromise. In the home, we have to compromise. So they can just do it straight. Because they, they say no compromise. Just, this is the opinion. That's a joke. It's just a joke. Don't worry about it. Anyways, yeah. But uh, no, you, you do find compromises here and there in halacha. It's, it's, uh, sometimes they say no, this is it. And sometimes we do find... Uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We want to make everyone happy. Anywho's, so, oh, by the way, uh, once we've already mentioned it, I'll just finish up. What if you finish, what if you forgot at night, but you remembered in the morning? So what do you do? You count without a problem. You count. And there, there too, why do we do that? Again, because Baal Elachos holds it's only a mitzvah at night. So you can't say brach. But other right. posts can say even during the day. Right. So there, you count, but you count without a bracha, but then by the time you get to the next day, you count with a bracha. Oh, right, that's right, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, 
also a compromise. So we see a lot of compromising going on with Tzvira uh, Salimah. Another common, an interesting compromise. You know, there's a machlokes, whether you say uh, la-omer or ba-omer. Right? La-omer or ba-omer. So, right? So the, the Mishnah says like this, or Ramah says like that. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. Every, every way you do is fine. But the Vilna Gaon is a stringency that my wife does, that she does both. Just in case. Does both? How does she do both? Ayom, whatever day. Ba-omer? Ba-omer. Uh, and then she does again, La-omer. Old thing, with a bracha? No, with a bracha. She says bracha once, we say the bracha together once, and then, uh, and then we say, uh, she says Ba-omer, she says Ba-omer. It's her chumim. My chumim is the hini nimuchim. Anyway. What? What? So, so um, getting back to, the, to my uh, original question, maybe, time we get into a few more halachic uh, dilemmas. So, so why? So why dafka this? So the answer is, I don't know. It's not written in any svarim. I haven't seen it. Uh, you know, it, I've, I've always wondered about it, but I have an interesting theory. You tell me if you, uh, if you like it or not, if you like my chiddush. So we know that uh, when it comes to Svir Sa'imer, when it comes to Shavuot, there's something very unique. Yeah. What's unique? That the way the Torah describes Shavuot is very different than Pesach and Sukkot. Or almost any other holiday. Pesach and Sukkot, when the Torah describes it, it tells us the main event. It tells us, why are we celebrating Pesach? Why are we celebrating Why are we celebrating, uh, what's it called? Sukkot, it's a little less clear why we're doing, uh, it's a... Uh, Pretend wine, it's great to twine. Anyway, Anyways, so, but when it comes to Shavuos, how does the Torah actually describe what happens on Shavuos? Nothing. It doesn't tell us what happens on Shavuos. It certainly doesn't tell us that we got the Torah on Shavuos. Right. It's completely oral Torah. Maybe Bezrat Hashem was to do a little about that. Why doesn't the Torah actually tell us that we got the Torah on Shavuos? But Lamaise, um, Lamaise, what I want to tell you guys, um, it doesn't tell us. So what does it tell us about Shavuos? Shiva, Shavuot, Tmimot, for seven weeks, you should prepare for Shavuos. That's what it tells us about Shavuos. No worries. It's all good. So, so why? So again, I think it's part of a different year. Why does a, the Torah not tell us about what happened at uh, Har Sinai? Instead, it tells us about the journey towards Har Sinai. The preparation for Har Sinai. Right? Again, I think, you could already think that maybe it's not just about receiving the Torah, it's not just about, you know, that one-time experience, it's about the journey towards, about getting on the way to getting the Torah and preparing for the Torah and yearning for the Torah. But the point is that Shavuos is a holiday of yearning. Shavuos is a holiday where it's all about the seven weeks leading up to getting the Torah and not just getting the Torah itself. Okay? With me? So now, if that's true, so what's Sviris Omer essentially? Cholmoed. Right, it's a Cholmoed between Pesach and Shavuot. It's, yeah. a, it's pro- connecting Pesach and Shavuot and showing that there's no freedom without Torah. But it's also that yearning and the, and the build up as we get towards the Torah. It's about the journey, it's about the yearning, it's about the preparation. Right? Like, I have to say, for me, engagement is even more exciting when you go to a wedding. When you go to an engagement party, there's so much potential, there's so much yearning, there's so much spontaneity, it's so much like, you know, once you're already at the wedding, you're, it's also holy, but you already knew that it was coming, you know? But the engagement is like a... So, like, it's that yearning towards getting to the wedding, I think, is so special. And so yearning towards Shavuos, which is so special. So Shavuos... 
the seven weeks, the Sphere Omer is all about the yearning, the journey towards Shavuos. So isn't it beautiful that Am Yisrael has taken upon themselves this minah, that we don't just go straight into the Omer. We don't just count. We need to yearn a little bit. We need a... We need a wait, we're not just going to do the mitzvah. We're going to prepare ourselves. We're going to yearn. We're going to prepare ourselves to prepare. We're preparing to prepare. Because okay? we're reminding ourselves... Uh, the chashivas of the preparation, right? which I think is a huge idea in Yiddishkeit, that uh, is a, a Hasidic idea that Rav, Rav Eli Melech Milizhinsk teaches us, that when you're yearning to do a mitzvah, in some ways the light that you're drawing into your soul is even higher than the mitzvah itself. It's pretty amazing. Right now, what are we doing we're, we're learning. We're preparing. What are we preparing? We're preparing to do Sefer Omer on a higher level. And what are we doing when we're doing Sefer Omer? We're preparing to, for Shavuos. Right? And you're, so right now we must be pre- receiving the, the light of the light. You know, the highest light in the world. Because it's all preparing. We're pre- and, and they're preparing the yearning that we're, we're, we're building inside ourselves, the, the vessels, in order to, to receive it on that Shavuos night. But if you just walk in and just do the mitzvah without thing, you say, okay, tonight's the whatever day of the Omer. So, you got some light, but you didn't, you didn't get the full experience. You know what I'm saying? So, I think so, that, so tell you a story kind of relates to that. Yeah. You ever heard of this basketball coach named Larry Brown? Because you're from New York, right? It rings a bell. He coached the Knicks uh, for a season. He's uh, like a typical Ashkenazi Jew. It's like uh, Woody Allen, New York type of Jew. It's like, they say he was only happy when he wasn't happy, you know. And one of the things that would irritate him, he loved practice. Like, he loved coaching practice and yeah. analyzed designing. And he had the star player that hated going to practice. So it was a big controversy because it was a star player and he's this top coach. And he was joke, Jewish? Yeah, yeah. Larry Brown. So they joked, like, the problem why Larry Brown's frustrated is he likes practice more than he likes the games. Right. So this guy missing the practice for the games, he can't stand that. So, but there is something to that. Like, like I prepare for lectures and, like, the... Preparation has like a lot of joy to it. Absolutely. You go this, 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 and it's like, I'm like I'm already done before I give the talk. Exactly. You yeah, know? the same way. Exactly. When it's something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I, I was just thinking about my life and what I'm missing the most. And I used to teach a daily halacha shir, like I don't know, a few years back. For a few years, I, I taught a daily halacha shir. And the shear itself sometimes would end up being four minutes. You know, at the end of shakras, I would get up and say the, the four-minute halacha between, you know, right before Aleinu. But it would take me like 45 minutes sometimes to prepare for the four-minute shear. And I missed having that in my life because, you know, when you're giving something over, you end up preparing more. And it was just a daily joy. I enjoyed the journey. I enjoyed the practice. You know, so you're right, 100%, 100%. So that's, you know, that's why we got to always, it's, it's a very deep concept, like, we gotta always give ourselves goals so that we enjoy the journey towards getting that goal. Right. Because the goal itself, it's gonna either be awesome or it'll be a disappointment. But it will be what will be. But if we're always journeying towards something, you know, some we always have a new challenge, we're always, you know, doing something which we enjoy and then we're gonna be happy people. You know? It's not about the actual results, it's about the, the, the journey Tort, you know, I'll tell you, yeah, and I, I give you guys another secret. Half the reason I do my Shabbos meals, okay, half the reason is because it's a mitzvah, and, you know, I, I actually enjoy the meals very often, and I like helping people, but half of it is I enjoy the journey toward the preparation. On Friday, I, I like shopping for Arab Shabbos, for other people, for a mitzvah. I like putting out the tables and chairs and... and Preparing the drasha, I, I like the journey towards sometimes even more than the meal. Sometimes the meal will be a flop, you know, it doesn't go the way that you you expect it. But I, I love I love those weeks when I'm like, you know, journeying towards, so to speak. Yeah. So um, and the truth is that's like most of our lives. Hi, love. Hey. Okay. Hey. We decided we did a little uh, outside party. Like yeah. yeah. No, that's good. It's all good. It's all good. So uh, I was just thinking, you know, like Shabbos. Like we're always yearning towards Shabbos. We're yeah, going right. towards Shabbos. We're preparing for Shabbos. To the Yom, you know. Right. Yom Yom is, is yearning for Shabbos. And really learning Torah. What's learning Torah? We're preparing ourselves. 
to do the mitzvahs better. So we're learning right now to become better Jews. But, but we shouldn't think that the goal of the preparation is just when we get there. The goal is to enjoy the prepar- the joy, enjoy that journey right right now that you're experiencing of the krat of going of going towards. So uh, yeah, so I wanted to share that idea and hopefully it'll make uh, when you do count to so Omer you do that the same yichod that he and the and realize it's not just uh, something to get out of the way in order to get to count that preparation that yearning itself is showing your desire to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, is showing your desire to do the mitzvah. And in that, we actually receive the greatest light, maybe even more, according to the Elamelech Melizhinsk, than in the mitzvah itself. Yeah, it's a cool idea, huh? So, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, what, what other halacha do I just want to um, chazara over when it comes to Sviya Sa'ira? Yeah, the, the suffix thing is what comes up the most. And um, you guys know the... If someone asks you the day, what day it is today, right? right you don't say the day. You say the day before. The day, but you say. What if it's if you daven and you actually count like the wrong day, the day before the day? Yes, Unfortunately, that's the most common way to uh, miss out on the mitzvah, and you 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 missed it. You're gone. But the good news is you're not really gone because what did we learn tonight that according One. to most post game. There's a mitzvah every night, that even if you missed yesterday. Just we're machmir. So we don't say Hashem of the bracha, we have someone else be yote us. But according to most opinions, you still, don't worry about it. Yesterday you messed up, today you get up again and you start again. It's a beautiful limut for life also, right? And okay, sometimes in life, when we mess up, no worries. We get up and start again. On the one hand, it's good to be perfectionist, and we want to do the best. We want to get all 49 days. But the Dafka Sphere Soma is teaching us, even if you messed up So you miss that you miss, you dive in the minion, and you like, it's flying around, and you today's nam, and you say, oh, today's thing. Right. And then the next day, when you finish everything, you're like, wait, they can't eat nam. So, the same time. Oh, so you just count again. But you count the day off, you count the next day. Okay, so you said something okay. So you count again. The day before. No, you, you're saying because... I don't, I'm, I'm supposed to say nine. I count ten. Right. And I'm walking out, and I hear the next one, they're counting nine. I'm like, oops. You made a mistake. I'm going to count ten instead of nine. Okay. So you count, you say a bracha and you count again? I say another bracha? Yes. And you say nine? You do say another bracha. Okay. How, about, how about this? Because you didn't do anything by counting the wrong number. Even, 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 not about bracha tola, tola. Well, that's it. You didn't know. You made a mistake. Hashem should bless us all. This is an interesting question. I think I know the answer, but let's say the following. Let's say it's really the night of the ninth. You count with a bracha ten. You go all the way through the day. Then the next day, it's really the tenth, and you realize you made a mistake. Yeah, it happens. Then, the rest of the Omer, you wouldn't use a bracha, right? You're out. Okay. One day grace. Happened to me once one, or twice. You yeah. one day grace. If you... You have until nightfall. When sunset hits, you're, you're gonna. If you... But the bracha say, part, you'd still count. I thought the next day you counted out a bracha, and then you counted, and you're back in the loop. You counted during the day? No. You, you counted missed. tonight. I missed tonight. And you missed and in the tomorrow day. night. I'm like, uh, Omer. And like, okay. So, yeah, no so you can't say with a bracha anymore. In the daytime, you're supposed to say a bracha? In the day, you say without a bracha, but then, then the next night, night. You're, you're, okay. good, you're good again. But if you get the day part, then you don't say the bracha in the nighttime. So you let, a lot of people get that. You see what I'm saying? You already get the day. You, you Once you the did the day part, then you can do it. it for, yeah, night, yeah. You do the, but if you year. forgot the whole 25 hours, yeah. whatever, basically, yeah. then yeah. you count without a bracha. You know, when it comes to some mitzvahs, only the Hasidim and the Mekubalim say the Lashem Yechud. For a Shabbat. Shem, oh, yeah, yeah. Lashem Yechud, the bracha before. Right. The, the preparation before. Yeah, who does the Hasidim in there? I'm saying, for, for example, you take a Kiddush. Who's going to say the L'shem Yuchod before Kiddush? Eh, people in Nachlaot and uh, Hasidim and people who want to make something holy out of it. Sorry, before Kiddush or Kaddish? Kiddush, Kiddush. The mitzvah, before any mitzvah. For any mitzvah, the Kubalim, Kabbalists, say this L'shem Yuchod. The same bracha you say before, you say the bracha for the Omer. Right, They're the same way that they, before Sviyat Omer, we have a L'shem Yichud. And before Tefillin. So, there's a L'shem Yichud before Tefillin. Oh, it's the same Tefillin. thing for, for the Omer. Not exactly the same, but it's the same idea. That there's, some, there's a special preparatory pre- prayer. One more thing, but it's the same content. 
the it's same not exactly thing. the same. It's the same generalization. Okay, fine. Yeah, of unifying God's name. At every mitzvah, we're unifying God's name. What that means exactly, I'm not. A, I'm not a mystic, so you know, I don't know. But that's it's a holy thing. It's a holy thing, and it prepares you to do the mitzvah. Okay. Fine. But so what I'm saying is, when it comes to kiddish. When it comes to tefillin, when it comes to tzitzis, when it comes to almost any other mitzvah, it's only mukabalim. There's one mitzvah that, for some interesting reason, not everyone, but almost everyone, says Yelashim Yuchu. Right? And that is Sviyat Omer. Yeah. Right? You go to the most the misnagged place in the world, the Israeli guys, so it's fascinating. Like, why is that, that of all the mitzvahs in Judaism, the Yiddishkeit, why only this mitzvah, Svira Sa'imer, is, uh, is, did all of Amishel take upon himself to do it? So that's, that's my question. Okay? To make the question even a little stronger, um, the, the, the Lushen we use is even a machlokis. In the Lushen why? Because we say, Hini Mulchan I'm ready to do the mitzvah of like it's written in the Torah, and you shall count for yourself uh, from the Omer often. The problem is that that's only according to the Rambam and a few poskim that when we count for the Omer nowadays, we are fulfilling the biblical mitzvah. According to most poskim, it's uh, only rabbinical mitzvah because we don't have a Beit Midash, we don't have Omer. So we're doing a tizkoiris. We're doing a reminder of what the Sviris Omer used to be. So it's a rabbinical mitzvah. But the language we use seems to imply that it's a biblical mitzvah. Okay, it's not the end of the world. You could say we're relying upon the Rambam, or you could say, okay, so not everyone holds of it, but, but it's, it's, it's funny. It just adds to the question a little bit that we're doing it on a rabbinical mitzvah, probably. Not even filling, not even tzitzis. Why do we suddenly all of Am Yisrael... There's no way to do the Hindu to prepare ourselves to do the mitzvah, but only by Sirius Omer, this rabbinical mitzvah, according to most posts. Okay, by the way, this idea that it's uh, rabbinical is very important, halachically. Why? Because what happens if you forget to count Sirius um, Omer? Let's say, I'll put it, let's say you're not sure whether you count it or not. So should you recount or not? Well, it's a mitzvah, it's, it's a mitzvah derabanan. And since it's a mitzvah derabanan, we would say lekula. Because we don't want you to uh, say God's name in vain, so we might say better not to count. However, that's in terms of the bracha, but in terms of the counting itself, you don't lose anything by counting, so we will tell you to keep counting. But we will tell you not to say the bracha, mm-hmm. because it's only a derabanan. Uh, it's probably, we pass it, it's only a derabanan uh, obligation to count for your assignment. So if you're in a selfie situation, we say better not. With a bracha, at least. <clears throat> Fine. We will get back more, more to that. But anyways, I want to go back to that that question of why. Why do we think we all of Am Yisrael is taking upon himself to the Hindu and Bayes or somewhere not something else? So what do you guys think? Any uh, any thoughts as to why we do the Hindu all right, why we're so careful about the Hindu Mukhan Zuman for Sphere Simon? Well, if you miss one and the whole thing is not together. Okay, so what? So why should I have to do the Hindi Mukhlam Zuman if you miss one? What is it called? The Hindi Mukhlam Zuman, the preparatory prayer. I mean, what? Fine, so if you miss one, so you're saying like it's, be in other words, it's like we got to be extra careful yeah. not to miss one thing. Yes. So it's like related to the fact that we don't even want to miss one day, we also, do, we want to be very, very careful, and so we... Because if, yeah, let's say in the morning you you don't, you don't put on uh, tally for some reason, you can put on the next day. Right. But here, by the way, once you've already mentioned it, I have to go on a little bit of a tangent about that. Okay. And tell you something that I think a lot of people don't know, which is that it's not really so true. In what sense? There is a machlokis about whether Svir Omer is a big 49-part mitzvah. And that is the opinion of the Bahag. That if you miss one day... You missed it. You're out because, you know, the whole point is it's like a chain that you missed it. And therefore, you don't, you, you can't count anymore. That's his opinion. But the, the Rabbeinu Tam, the Ritva, and the Rush, big, big rabbis, 
all disagree. And they say, no, every day is its own mitzvah. It's, it's every day I have a mitzvah to yearn that, that it should be Shavuos. So, okay, I missed yesterday. So what? Today's a new day. In other words, like imagine like uh, you, you say animamin every day after Davin. You're yearning for the basement. You're yearning for Mashiach. So I forgot yesterday. Okay, so what I say? I shouldn't say animamin today. No, there are 49 separate <coughs> mitzvahs. Okay? So it's a machlokes. So Shulchan Aruch says, since it's a machlokes, keep counting. Because most of the posts can say it's a, it's a mitzvah every single day. But since there's a Bahag's opinion, and he's such a big rabbi, we're going to respect the Bahag. And we're going to say, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to, what's it called? We're, we're not going to count with a bracha. So rather you have the chazan yotiyu, or have your friend yotiyu. You don't want to say Hashem's name in vain. Uh, so that, if you missed a day, so we compromise. But the essential opinion we pass in like is that every day is its own separate mitzvah. Not that it's that you missed it, you're out. Mm. We just want to be machmir so we don't say Hashem's name. Okay. Even, yeah, it's really, people don't know that. Right. But you want to be machmir so you don't say Hashem's name? This is if you miss a day. But you still, you count. still count. Yeah, right. But don't think, oh, I missed it, I'm out. Because most opinions say you actually have an obligation every single night. Mm. You count. So even if I miss 20 days. Oh, uh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Day 21. Count today without a brach. Without the shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you get nothing else out of coming here tonight, that's a really interesting chiddush uh, that a lot of people... Uh, people just stop. Okay. Yeah, that, exactly. I, I missed it. Forget it. It's yeah. over. Well, well, there's a lot to it because the, uh, this idea that if someone misses in the nighttime and the count of the day without a bracha also sounds like a... Com- my understanding, it sounds almost like a compromise. Exactly, it is a compromise because we have the Bahag's opinion, we yeah. have the other three opinions. So the Shochanach says, you know what, we don't want to take a chance, so we'll compromise and you'll count, but without saying a Shochanach, just have somebody else be your team. But usually in Halacha, you don't have a compromise. It's an interesting point. Um, sometimes, but you know. Sometimes, yeah. but uh, it happens more often than, than, than we would naturally think. Oh, yeah? Okay. You know, uh, you know, that classic example. I heard the mezuzah. It's a mezuzah, right. exactly, right. That's, but that's Shalom well, that's one right, idea. Right, right. And isn't that just the Ashkenazim, not the right. Sephardim? Ashkenazim say Shalom is compromise. Sephardim say, do it my way, <laughs> <laughs> mezuzah. Mezuzah, the, the Sephardim do it straight. Ashkenazim tilted a little. Yeah. Why? Because there's a machlokas, also Rebbeinu Tam and others. Rebbeinu Tam hold you, you do it like this, vertical, and um, horizontally. Is this Anyways, so since it's a, there's an opinion like this, an opinion like this, so they do it a little bit curved. So we say it's like compromise. In the home, we have to compromise. So I think just do it straight. Because they, they say no compromise. Just, this is the opinion. Is that, that's a joke. It's just a joke. Don't worry about it. Anyways, yeah. But uh, no, you, you do find compromises here and there in halacha. It's, it's, uh, sometimes they say no, this is it. And sometimes we do find... Uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We want to make everyone happy. Anywho's. So, oh, by the way, uh, once we've already mentioned it, I'll just finish up. What if you finish, what if you forgot at night, but you remembered in the morning? So what mm-hmm. do you do? You count without a bracha. You count. And there, there too, why do we do that? Again, because Baal Ha'la holds it's only a mitzvah at night. So you can't say bracha. But other mm-hmm. posts can say even during the day. Right. So there, you count, but you count without a bracha, but then by the time you get to the next day, you count with the bracha. Oh, right, that's right, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, also a compromise. So we see a lot of compromising going on with Sviya uh, Sohimer. Another com- an interesting compromise. You know, there's a machlokas, whether you say la-omer or ba-omer. La-omer or ba-omer. So, right, so the, the Mishnah says like this, or Mas says like that. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. Every, every way you do is fine. But the Vilna Gaon is a stringency that my wife does, that she does both. Just in case. Does both the way? How does she do both? Ayom, whatever day, Ba'omer. Ba'omer. Ah, and yeah. then she does again, La'omer. Okay, with the bracha? No, with the bracha. She says bracha once, we say the bracha together once. And then, uh, and then we say, uh, she says Ba'omer, she says Ba'omer. It's her chum. I is the Hini Nimuchim. Anyway. What? what? 
so so um, getting back to the to my uh, original question, mm-hmm. you know, time we get into a few more halachic uh, dilemmas. So so why so why dafka this? So the answer is I don't know. It's not written any svarim. I haven't seen it. it you know, it, I've I've always wondered about it, but I have an interesting theory. You tell me if you uh, if you like it or not. If you like my chiddush. No. So we know that uh, when it comes to when it comes to Shavuot, there's something very unique. Yeah. What's unique? That the way the Torah describes Shavuot is very different than Pesach and Sukkot. Or almost any other holiday. Pesach and Sukkot, when the Torah describes it, it tells us the main event. It tells us why are we celebrating Pesach, why are we celebrating, why are we celebrating, uh, what's it called, Sukkot, Man Simchatenu, it's a little un- less clear. Why we're doing, uh, let's, uh, pretend wine, it's great to wine. Yeah, anyway, i anyway, when I said the chocolate, it's not gonna be in the coffin. Anyways, so, but when it comes to Shavuos, how does the Torah actually describe what happens on Shavuos? Nothing. It doesn't tell us what happens on Shavuos. It certainly doesn't tell us that we got the Torah on Shavuos. Right. It's completely oral Torah. Maybe, about that. why doesn't the Torah actually tell us that we got the Torah on Shavuos? But, Lamaise, Lamaise, what do I want to tell you guys? Um, it doesn't tell us. So what does it tell us about Shavuos? Shiva, Shavuot, Tmimot, for seven weeks you should prepare for Shavuot. That's what it tells us about Shavuot. No worries, it's all good. So, so why? So again, I think it's part of a different cheer. Why does the Torah not tell us about what happened at uh, Har Sinai? Instead, it tells us about the journey towards Har Sinai. The preparation for Har Sinai. Right? Again, I think, you could already think that maybe it's not just about receiving the Torah, it's not just about, you know, that one-time experience, it's about the journey towards, about getting on the way to getting the Torah and preparing for the Torah and yearning for the Torah. But the point is that Shavuos is a holiday of yearning. Shavuos is a holiday where it's all about the seven weeks leading up to getting the Torah and not just getting the Torah itself. Okay? With me? So now, if that's true, so what's Sviris Omer, essentially? Chomod. Right, it's a Chomod between Pesach and Shavuot. It's, yeah. a, it's for connecting Pesach and Shavuot and showing that there's no freedom without Torah. But it's also that yearning and the, and the build-up as we get towards the Torah. It's about the journey. It's about the yearning. It's about the preparation. Right? Like, I have to say, for me, engagement is even more exciting when you go to a wedding. When you go to an engagement party, there's so much potential, there's so much yearning, there's so much spontaneity, it's so much like, you know, once you're already at the wedding, it's also holy, but you already knew that it was coming, you know? The engagement is like a... So, like, it's that yearning towards getting to... The wedding, I think, is so special. And so yearning towards Shavuos, which is so special. So Shavuos, the seven weeks, the Spirit's Omer, is all about the yearning, the journey towards Shavuos. So isn't it beautiful that Am Yisrael has taken upon themselves this minah, that we don't just go straight into the Omer. We don't just count. We need to yearn a little bit. We need a... We need a wait, we're not just going to do the mitzvah. We're going to prepare ourselves... We're going to yearn. We're going to prepare ourselves to prepare. We're preparing to prepare. In fact, because we're reminding ourselves of the chashivas of the preparation, right? which I think is a huge idea in Yiddishkeit, that uh, is a, a Hasidic idea that Rav, Rav Eli Melech Milizhinsk teaches us, that when you're yearning to do a mitzvah, in some ways the light that you're drawing into your soul is even higher than the mitzvah itself. It's pretty amazing. Right now, what are we doing? We're, we're learning. 
we're preparing. What are we preparing? We're preparing to do Sfiris HaOmer on a higher level. And what is we doing when doing Sfiris HaOmer? We're preparing to, for Shulis, right? And you're, so right now we must be pre- receiving the, the light of the light, you know, the highest light in the world. Because it's all preparing. We're pre- and, and they're preparing the yearning that we're, we're, we're building inside ourselves, the, the vessels, in order to, to receive it on that Shavuos night. But if you just walk in and just do the mitzvah without thing, you say, okay, tonight's the whatever day of the Omer. So, you got some light, but you didn't, you didn't get the full experience. You know what I'm saying? So, I think so, that, so tell you a story, can relate to that. Yeah. You ever heard of this basketball coach named Larry Brown? Because you're from New York, right? It rings a bell. He coached the Knicks uh, for a season. He's uh, like a typical Ashkenazi Jew. It's like uh, Woody Allen, New York type of Jew. It's like they say he was only happy when he wasn't happy, you know. And one of the things that would irritate him, he loved practice. Like he loved coaching practice and yeah. analyzed designing. And he had the star player that hated going to practice. So it was a big controversy because it was a star player and he's this top coach. And he was joke, Jewish? Yeah, yeah, Larry Brown. So they joked, they're like, the problem why Larry Brown's frustrated is he likes practice more than he likes the games. Right. So this guy missing the practice for the games, he can't stand that. So, but there is something to that, like, like I prepare for lectures and, like, the preparation has, like, a lot of joy to it. Absolutely. You go this, 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 and it's like, I'm like, I'm already done before I give the talk. Exactly. You yeah, know? the same way, exactly. When it's something that you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I... I was just thinking about my life and what I'm missing the most. And I used to teach a daily halacha shir. Like, I don't know, a few years back. For a few years, I, I taught a daily halacha shir. And the shir itself sometimes would end up being four minutes. You know, at the end of shakras, I would get up and say the, the four-minute halacha between, you know, right before Aleinu. But it would take me like 45 minutes sometimes to prepare for the four-minute shir. And I missed having that in my life because, you know, when you're giving something over, you end up preparing more. And it was just a daily joy. I enjoyed the journey. I enjoyed the practice. You know? So you're right. 100%. 100%. So that's, you know, that's why we got to always, it's, it's a very deep concept. Like, we got to always give ourselves goals so that we enjoy the journey towards getting that goal. Right. Because the goal itself, it's going to either be awesome or it'll be a disappointment. But it will be what will be. But if we're always journeying towards something, you know, some, we always have a new challenge. We're always, you know, doing something which we enjoy, and then we're going to be happy people. You know, it's not about the actual results. It's about the, the, the journey towards, you know. I'll tell you, yeah, and I, I give you guys another secret. Half the reason I do my Shabbos meals, okay, half the reason is because it's a mitzvah. And, you know, I, I actually enjoy the meals very often, and I like helping people with hula. But half of it is I enjoy the journey toward the preparation. On Friday, I, I like shopping for Arab Shabbos for other pe- for a mitzvah. I like putting out the tables and chairs and, and preparing the drasha. I, I like the journey towards sometimes even more than the meal. Sometimes the meal will be a flop, you know. It doesn't go the way that you, you expect it. But I, I, love, I love those weeks when I'm like, you know, journeying towards, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, and the truth is, that's like most of our lives. Hi, love. Hey. What's going on? We decided we did a little uh, outside party. Like, yeah. No, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. See you soon. So, uh, I was just thinking, you know, like Shabbos. We're always yearning towards Shabbos. We're yeah, right. towards Shabbos. We're preparing for Shabbos. To the Yom, you know. Right. Yom, Yom is, is yearning for Shabbos. And really learning Torah. What's learning Torah? We're preparing ourselves to do the mitzvahs better. So we're learning right now to become better Jews. But but we shouldn't think that the goal of the preparation is just when we get there. The goal is to enjoy the prepar- the joy enjoy that journey right right now that you're experiencing of the krat of going of going towards. So uh, yeah, so I wanted to share that idea and hopefully it'll make uh, when you do count for us at home you do that the same that he in the muchanamazum and realize it's not just a something to get out of the way in order to get to count. That preparation, that yearning itself is showing your desire to connect to Kaddish Baruch is showing your desire to do the mitzvah. And in that, we actually receive the greatest light, maybe even more, according to the Elamelech Melizhinsk, than in the mitzvah itself. Yeah, it's a cool idea, huh? So, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, what, what other halacha do I just want to... Um, 
Chazara over when it comes to Sviyas Yeah, the, the Suffolk thing is what comes up the most. And um, you guys know the if someone asks you the day, what day it is today. Right. right you don't say the day, you say the... The day before. The day before. What, what happens if you daven and you actually count like the wrong day? The day before, the day this one. Unfortunately, that's the most common way to... Uh, miss out on the mitzvah and you, you, you missed it. You're gone. But the good news is you're not really gone because what did we learn tonight? That according to most poskim, there's a mitzvah every night that even if you missed yesterday. Just we're machmir. So we don't say Hashem of the bracha we have someone else be yotzei us. But according to most opinions you still don't worry about it. Yesterday you messed up. Today you get up again and you start again. It's a beautiful limut for life also, right? And okay, sometimes in life, when we mess up, no worries. We get up and start again. On the one hand, it's good to be perfectionist, and we want to do the best. We want to get all 49 days. But the Dafka Sphere of is teaching us, even if so, you messed so, up, yes. So you missed it, you miss. you diving in a minion, and you're like, it is flying around, and you today's Nam, and you say, oh, today's thing. Right. And then the next day, when you finish everything, you're like, wait, they can't eat Nam. So, the same time. Oh, so, so you, you just count minute. again. But you count the day off, you count the next okay, day. Okay, so you said something else. Okay. So you count again? The day before. No, but you, you were saying because... I haven't, I'm, I'm supposed to say nine. I count ten. Right. And I'm walking out and I hear the next one, they're counting nine. I'm like, oops. You made a mistake. I'm going to count the ten instead of nine. Okay, so you count, you say a bracha and you count again? I say another bracha? Yes. And you say nine? You do say another bracha. Okay. How about this? Because you didn't do anything by counting the wrong number. Even, 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 don't tola, tola. Well, that's it. You didn't know, you made a mistake. Hashem should bless us all. This is an interesting question. I think I know the answer, but let's say the following. Let's say it's really the night of the ninth. You count with a bracha ten. You go all the way through the day. Then the next day, it's really the tenth. And you realize you made a mistake. Yeah, it happens. Then, the rest of the omer, you wouldn't use a bracha, right? So you You're would, out. You okay. One day grace. Happened to me once one, or twice. You yeah. one day grace. If you, you have until nightfall. When sunset hits, you're you're gonna. If you don't the bracha say, part, you still count. I thought the next day you count without a bracha, and then you count and you're back in the loop. You counted during the day. No, you, you counted missed. tonight. I missed tonight. And you missed and in the tomorrow day. night. I'm like uh, uh, Omer, and like okay, so yeah, no So you can't say with a bracha anymore. In the daytime, you're supposed to say bracha. In the day, you say without a bracha, but then, then the next night, you're, night. You're, you're, good, you're good again. But if you get the day part, then you don't say the bracha in the nighttime. See, right? a lot of people get that. You see what I'm saying? You want to get the day. You, you go Once you did the day part, the then you can do it. For, yeah, yeah. Do it but if you year. forgot the whole 25 hours, yeah. whatever, basically, yeah. then you yeah. count without a bracha. 